0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. Three, two,
1: one,
2: just start dark Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to Thursday night's edition of the Rowdy Maglice Show. Help me, as always, I got Kyle Magnum all the way over there. He's in Blooming, Blooming Grove tonight. Kyle, is that where you at?
0: Hey. Good evening, everybody. I am at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway to watch the USAC East Coast Sprints and the United Racing Club Sprints duke it out on a 3/8 mile here at, at Bloomsburg, and uh, so much history with this place, with the fair, and you know, it's, uh, it's such a treat to be here tonight. You know, to be a media member and being able to cover this event opening night here at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, Rowdy. It's it's been a hoot so far.
2: Well, Kyle, I'm glad you you and your dad's there at the track. It's- Man, it's been a long time for you. I got Talladega Super Speedway next week. And, hey, follow and share, man. I got tickets to give away for that race. So uh, if you want to go to the doubleheader, Kyle, we, you know, we got that doubleheader on Saturday with the Arkham Menard Series, the Lucas. Well, actually, that's the General Tire 200, Kyle. And then after that, we got the Xfinity race. And uh, I, I expect that to be a barn burner at Talladega.
0: Rowdy I think with uh I think the, the favorite right now, I mean, I would think is probably gonna be a Venerini car or Drew Dollar. That arca race, you know. Uh Drew uh, unfortunately uh crashed in the last lap of Daytona. But uh just so you know, uh, Corey Heim won a Daytona. So and I just want you just everybody to know who's listening tonight. That is the great yeah. Noah Burke, the loudspeaker yeah. can hear that. Yeah. Rowdy, I hope you can hear that, but I I just want to let you know our good friend Dino is announcing tonight.
2: All right. Well, make sure if you see Dino, I said hello. But uh, Kyle, we got Bob Doty calling in tonight, or Brad Doty calling in tonight.
0: Rowdy, what a treat it's going to be to have Brad Doty on—a former sprint car driver, former World of Outlaws commentator with PNN and Speed. I, I can't wait for this interview tonight. Uh, you know, he has so many accolades and, you know, he's done so much for the dirt world. You know, he has his own race at Attica Raceway Park on Tuesday, July 12th at the World of Outlaws. So there's a lot going on. So uh, I'm glad we're getting, we, we, we secured him tonight. I did see him, if he's listening, I did see him at uh, the touch score 50 last year at Port Royal. Um, just there for, uh, for another big race, you know, that race was huge last year. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have, uh, these dirt folks come on. You know, dirt racing is not dead um, is alive and well, and, uh, Rowdy, just, I, I'm so tickled to death to be here tonight at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway to have Brad Doty come on the show is such an honor.
2: I, I tell you, Kyle, what, what a way to start tonight, man, uh, I'm just glad that you're back at the track, and, uh, get a little dirt on you, man. Rowdy, hey, I, uh, I've been busy. Kyle, I don't know how your day's been, but I've been at Universal Studios, and I am about shot.
0: Roddy, it's been a weird day, and I know the National Anthem is going on, but I just want to say, you know, thank you to Bloomsburg Fair Raceway for everything, and, uh, you know, I'm just so thankful to be here tonight, you know, with my father, and, you know, it's not far from home, and, you know, we have Brad coming on tonight, so...
3: Just a just uh, a lot,
0: you know. We got we got to cover a lot in an hour, and we'll we'll get it done tonight.
2: Hey, uh, Kyle, thanks for being part of it tonight. I know it's kind of tough for both of us to do a remote, both of us out in the field, but hey, we're gonna do it, man. We're gonna do it big here tonight. With, uh, Brad Doty calling in.
0: Yeah, that's a really big guest for us, Rowdy. You know, he has looked over some of our shows. We've had some heavy hitter out on him. Uh, Rowdy, before we even talk about Brad, we can't forget about Monday night's show. Uh, we have another big one planned. Uh, 7.10 Eastern, 6.10 Central, we're going to have ARCA Communications Director Charlie Craw calling in. And then at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Eastern, we have Alex Yankowski, big dirt modified racer from northeastern Pennsylvania. Rowdy, you were there when he won that big World of Outlaws race, or excuse me, Super Dirt Car Series race, the World Finals last year. And a 17-year-old just stunned the field um, for him to win that race. And, you know, he's running this year at Big Diamond in Bridgeport every week. So I know he'll be there tomorrow night and uh, looking forward to having him on the show. He's gonna be, it's going to be his first time on our show. Um, we've had some audio from him for winning the Cole Cracker 72 last year, but uh, he's going to be your first-timer here on the Rowdy Maglide Show.
2: Woo, Kyle, tonight, Dale. I know some nights we only have one guest, but uh, time we get through. With our post-race show from the week before, we pretty much burn up a day.
0: Rowdy, I just want to say thank you again, you know, for everything you've done for us. And, uh, you know, it's come a long way, you know, for us to be going to the Central PA Dirt Tracks now, finally trying to figure that out. Um, it's been awesome. Um, you know, I mean, tonight, like you said, two remotes, both of us have the board on our phones. So, uh, we're really, we're really playing with house money tonight, but we're, we're going to make it happen and have a great show tonight.
2: (laughs) Yes, we will Kyle. Looking forward to, to the rest of the show, man. You know, that's what Monday night and Thursday night's all about for an hour, hour and a half. And to try to put a good, a positive spin on races, Kyle.
0: Rowdy, I just want to share a quick story. When I pulled in today at Bloomberg Fair Raceway, it was none other than Billy Pouch Jr. in the next car about ahead of me. So uh, hopefully, maybe that'll be some good luck for him tonight. But, uh, you know, he's also a, a regular at Big Diamond every Friday night in the modified number 15 and you know, runs at Bridgeport. I just want to talk about last week quick, Rowdy, uh the pouches went 1-2 at Bridgeport, Billy Pouch Sr. B. Jr. in the dirt modified race. So, uh, you know, that New Jersey flavor is alive and well, and, uh, you know, they have the pouches. And Billy Pouch Sr. is going to have a book coming out May 15th. So, really looking forward to that. I bet it's a really great book, and um, just thankful to be here tonight at Bloomsburg. And uh, it's been awesome so far, you know, since being here with my my my, uh, my dad. And, you know, he's a big racing fan, and I'm a big racing guy. So, we're just thankful to be here tonight.
2: Yeah, Kyle, uh, I hear you on that one. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, we're waiting on Brad to call in. Getting ready for uh, Talladega. Hey, listen, if you had not got tickets, there's still a few tickets left. Uh, doubleheader, I'm telling you, the doubleheader on Saturday is going to be one awesome race. you got the Arkham Menards starting at 12, and then after... That race, give them about 45 minutes to an hour, get you time to go to the bathroom and get you a good cold beer and a soft drink and get ready for round number two with, with the Xfinity. And, uh, guys, hey, uh, Kyle, we're just kind of walking through uh, next week's activities. But uh, the weather there, Kyle, I know you got a little rain yesterday, some cold weather, but... Kind of different story tonight, isn't
0: it? It is rowdy. Uh, we had some rain earlier in the day. Um, thankfully, that has gone, and the sun is actually starting to come out. Believe it or not, so definitely a good sign for tonight. Um, good thing Bloomsburg didn't pull the plug on tonight, and uh, we get to see some sprint car racing here in a little bit.
2: Kyle, uh, you know, I've kind of found the. A- new love there with the sprint cars and going to the uh, world of outlaws and uh the lucas oil with the super late models on dirt and i tell you that 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 is two absolutely serious good looking series right there those two another guest now kyle's going to bring him in here in just a minute uh but yeah, uh, Kyle, looking forward to it, man, and our and our guests. So I'll get back to uh, the Xfinity race, and then on Sunday, you got the the new car tomorrow. The next uh, next gen is uh, gonna make its uh, debut on on the Super Speedway there at Talladega.
0: Well, Rowdy. I just wanted to introduce our our guests tonight here on the Mount Rowdy Maglite show, uh former sprint car driver, former world of Outco- outlaws commentator. You might know him. Uh, we are pleasure to have and an honor to have Brad Doty come on the show tonight. Uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me,
0: Brad. Let's talk a little bit about your racing career. Um, how did you get started, and you know what what got you the racing bug?
1: Well, um, I, got, I guess put in a a plug for my book. Uh, there's, we did a book called Still Wide Open um, that we're going to do a reprint on. So a lot of it, the people that have read the book and, and, uh, and some of the interviews and things I've done over the years, obviously they're going to ha- have to hear it again. But um, I grew up uh, here in Ohio, and my neighbors were the Hodden Shields. Uh, Jack and Ed Hodenshield, their dad was a local racer, and was a real local hero, and um, uh, started going to the races, watching Jack and Ed's dad race, and then Ed Hodenshield, who's a couple years older than Jack, started racing when he was 16, and that was unheard of at that time. Everybody else, you know, was a lot older, and so I started, you know, obviously watching him, and, and thought, man, that looks really fun, and I had a grew up on a farm and uh, had a dirt bike and sold the dirt bike and was able to buy the a modified that Ed actually started in. I had four hundred fifty dollars in it, engine and all, and so that's how I got started in racing.
0: Brad, let's talk a little bit about your sprint car career. Um, you've had you've done a lot, you know, for the sport of of dirt racing and. Um you know how how was that for you and you know and it, it eventually led you to your you uh being a commentator for the world of outlaws
1: yeah, I started you know uh, like i said just local um you know Jan Opperman was my hero he was a, a, a well known outlaw uh, racer sprint car driver and then and then I'm about five and a half to six hours from williams grove uh Speedway, Lincoln Speedway and Port Royal, the tracks in Central Pennsylvania. So as a teenager, uh, Ed and Jack and I made would make made a couple trips out to Central Pennsylvania, and Bobby Allen and Steve Smith, Kenny Weld. You know, I mean that was the hotbed of sprint car racing, and I just admired those guys so much and couldn't believe you could make a living driving a sprint car, and so when I started, like I said, you know, it was, it was pretty low buck and never really ever dreamt that I would be able to make a living at it. So after I finally got a, uh, won enough races in the modified that got some attention of a local sprint car owner who gave me a chance and kind of, as I said, just kind of started climbing the ladder. I won like 13 out of 16 races at Lakeville Speedway in 1979. And then in 1980, I won the track championship. Uh Burnerville Speedway and tri City Speedway, which are both in western Pennsylvania, about three to a half hours, three-hour drive for me from here in Ohio. And um, I was about 20 years old when that happened, and, and it just really kicked the door open. Uh, Sam Bowers from Bowers Coal was sponsoring a, a late model and was sitting in the grandstands and wasn't really even a big sprint car fan, but I was like I said, was winning races at both of those tracks and and leading the championship at both of those tracks and I had crashed about mid season and we really didn't have the money to put the car back together and he got wind of it and long story short, he decided to sponsor us and we bought new parts, put the car back together and I showed up the very next week and won the feature and he was pretty amazed that you could take a car that he thought was pretty destroyed and turn around and win the next race in it, and so he sponsored us the rest of the year and then bought the team I was driving for and ended up buying a new enclosed trailer and a new dually and brand-new race cars and put me on the road with the All-Stars in 1981, and I was Rookie of the Year with them, and then we hit the Outlaw Tour, ran with the World of Outlaws in 1982, and I was a Rookie of the Year with them, led four or five races that I should have won and either broke or something happened, a blown tire, whatever. And then in 83, I finally won my first Pretty good, World of Outlaws race and then ran the Outlaws on and off for several years. Didn't run full time, but until about 86, 85, 86. But in 1987, I had my best year ever. I finished uh, second in points to Steve Kinzer, um, made the most money I ever made and, and, uh, Ended up winning like I think it's 11 races that year, but Steve won 47 and set a record at that time. Won the championship, and and then 1988, I was involved in an accident at Speedway and was paralyzed. Um, put me in a wheelchair, and so obviously my life literally come crashing down around me. And uh, a few years after that, I was actually really lucky to get involved in TV, and was made a pretty good t- career out of TV, and it kept me involved in the sport. For all these years, and was really grateful that that opportunity came along.
0: Hey, hey, Brad, it's Kyle here again. Uh, I apologize, I'm at a race tonight, but uh, my 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 last question for you before I hand you over to Rowdy was: Could you talk a little bit about the media side of things? Um, you know, you made, you had all that time with CNN and Speed, and. Um, you know, you really, you really brought dirt racing into a lot of, t- of couches of, of families out there.
2: Yeah, that
1: was that was really a good time. Uh, you know, it was live TV. Now, of course, everything's live streamed today, um, but you know, to to see sprint cars on live TV on TNN and Speed and different networks throughout. country that was a really big deal at that time, um, and and to be involved. Um, I arguably was probably more popular uh, during the TV years than I was as a race car driver and probably more well-known nationally as a, you know, because people would see my face every, you know every week for, it seemed like, for well, we did 17 or 18, it wasn't every week, I guess, but we, at the peak, we did five races a year, so people were used to seeing my face and knew who I was and that kind of thing, so, um, and it paid well and, and, I really enjoyed it I, I'm actually still hey, doing Some TV It's uh, Just everything today is pretty much tape Delayed, uh, haven't done any World of Outlaws TV for a couple of years But I've done other series and a couple Other forms of racing uh, So I'm still involved in TV, just not on a live
2: TV. Hey Brad, you got Rowdy here Brad, you go from yeah. Racing to uh, Behind the TV Now you want, you're a promoter Let's talk a little bit about
1: your promotion. Well, that's another thing. You know, a lot of a lot of things in life, you know, you just seem to kind of fall into. And the after my accident, um, there was a some people that uh, put a race together at Attica Raceway Park. It was Harold Annette who owned. TMC which was the he owned sammy swindell's the TMC beautiful black number one that sammy drove for many years and So it was him. He started another series uh, To go kind of uh, against the world of outlaws or an alternative I guess for the world to to the world of outlaws and um, He they leased the track at Attica and put a benefit race on uh, for me and it's 1989 and and basically any of the proceeds or profits were Uh, I'm going to go to my wife and I and our kids, and unfortunately, the race, I think it rained out a time or two, but it ended up not making any money, and so uh, the people at Attic at that time, there were like four people involved as the promoters, and I knew a couple of them really well, and one of them used to build my engines. They actually called me up and said, you know, we would like to continue the race in honor of you. We'd like to call it the Brad Doty Classic. And I was, you know, we just wanted to make sure you're okay with that. And, of course, I was humbled and felt proud that they were willing to do that. And so the race started as technically the Brad Doty Classic probably in in 1990. And I had no direct connection to the race for all those years. They did give me uh, part of the 50-50 drawing that was anywhere from $600 to $1,000 in some years. I donated it back to injured drivers or, or spinal cord research, and but I didn't really have any uh, financial uh, skin in the game, so to speak. So, but in 2005, uh, I was doing TV for the Outdoor Channel, and Janet Holbrook was promoting Attica at, at that time, and somehow it came up that we became partners. I don't know who spoke to who first but we decided we would be 50 50 partners and tried world of outlaws to sanction the brad Doty classic and so they agreed to it and so i became a promoter my first time ever as a promoter i promoted a world of outlaws race it was going to be televised for the outdoor channel and it was a big deal so that's that's how i got involved as a co-promoter of the brad Doty classic and uh after 2005 she lost the lease and we weren't sure if the track was going to reopen who was going to take it over and one of the gentlemen that was involved in the uh, promotion that Attica before had left a year or so earlier to go work at Lima Land Motorsports Park and so he asked me if I'd move the race to Lima to Lima Land and I met with them and it was a beautiful little facility and high bank quarter mile we moved the race there it was at lima for 10 years and then um we got rained out and they asked me if i would move the race they just um, weren't comfortable putting the race on anymore and so um we moved it back to attica and it's been there ever since
2: uh uh, brad uh, i tell you the world of outlaws those guys man they put
1: on that series puts on a great show I have to agree with you. You know, I mean, it's, it is the peak of sprint car racing. There's no doubt about it. It's the pinnacle. And, and a lot of drivers aspire, to, a lot of sprint car drivers, well, I, I, not even sprint car drivers, I guess even younger go-kart racers, you know, you hear a lot of drivers, of course, anybody wants to, any race car driver wants to make it to NASCAR or IndyCar. I mean, those are the top of motor racing in in the United States but you can make a darn good living driving a World of Outlaws sprint car and it's good to hear some young drivers say you know that's their goal is to get to the World of Outlaws actually Kyle Larson uh, I got to know his mom and dad his mom was a big fan of mine um, when he was just you know before he was born I think actually and then and so I got to know his mom and dad pretty well throughout the last several years and well, many years and um uh, you know he publicly said his goal well he started racing as most people know now like five years old but it was his goal and his parents goal to get him good enough to be a world of outlaws sprint car driver well we all know that he was so good he he bypassed the world of outlaws and went you know basically straight to nascar and and so you know, to hear him say that 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 was their goal, just to get to the World of Outlaws, and there's still drivers today that, you know, they they said they'd be happy if they got no further than to drive with, with the World of Outlaws, and and that makes me proud as a former, you know, finishing second in points and a former Rookie of the Year with the series. That makes me proud that there are drivers, you know, they'd be happy being a World of Outlaws drive, sprint car driver.
2: You know, Brad, you're talking about how you got started. People don't realize taking a child to a race could
1: absolutely change their life looking towards racing. Isn't that true? It is true. It's absolutely true. You know, just, and I, and I tell people this all the time too, that, you know, like, like I said, I grew up with the, the Hodden, next down the road from the Hodden Shields and their dad happened to race. And, and that's what we did on the weekends. If he'd have been a professional ball player or baseball player or something like that, you know, we went to the baseball um game every week or something, you know, um you know, I might have aspired to be a baseball player. It's just the way it worked out. So absolutely, you know, a lot of kids it's, you know, and I, I tried to always keep that... that Yeah. What
2: a loss that would have been to I said what a loss that would have been for racing, uh, Brad if you had <laughs> chose baseball, but uh you was pretty aggressive <laughs> driver in your day.
1: Yeah, I you know, look back, there's a lot of video um actually there's a lot on YouTube, and the World of Outlaws uh, website has what they call the Vault, and they have a lot of older races and stuff on there, and, and many with me in it and, and yeah, I'd like to think I was a clean driver, but you know, pretty aggressive, and, and I never felt like I was good enough or deserved to be where I was at. And looking back, I think that hurt my career a little bit. In some ways, maybe it helped because it kept me hungry. But and I, I watch some of these videos, and I think, man, I wasn't that bad. You know, why was I so hard on myself, you know? But uh, you never win enough races, and I still remember the ones that I lost.
0: Brad, it's been a treat and an honor tonight for you to come on. Um, before we let you go, uh, just wondering where, uh, where they can get tickets for the Brad Doty Classic for that World of Outlaws race on Tuesday, July 12th.
1: Well, thanks for asking. That's, uh, they can go to Attica Raceway Park dot com and just scroll down to the banner for the brad Doty classic and click on and it'll send you right to the ticket information or you can go to world uh, world of outlaws dot com and click on their schedule and find our date july 12th and click on the buy tickets i hope to see a bunch of you out there i hope it's sunny day and uh, it's going to be a great race that's for sure brad
0: i just had one last question to ask you before we do let you go um So what do you you prefer? Do you prefer Ohio or Pennsylvania dirt tracks, or is there really no preference there?
1: Oh, there's really no preference. I mean, as a driver, you like wherever you happen to win your last race. But, um, you know, Pennsylvania, I mean, definitely Northern Ohio, Attica, and Fremont, um, you know, I don't want to leave any, you know, Atomic or any of the other tracks out. But as far as 410 sprint car racing, uh, um, it's Attica, Fremont, pretty much, you know, I mean, you can show, throw Sharon and Speedway in the mix, too, but you know, uh, they don't run weekly 410s like Attica and Fremont. So some, some people will say that Ohio tracks are a lot dustier than, than, than Pennsylvania tracks or many of the tracks, but uh, I enjoy personally going to Pennsylvania because I have a pretty big fan base out there, and I enjoy the racing out there, too. But I'm telling you, the racing at Attica, there's no wall around It gets a nice big cushion usually, and it puts on a good show. A lot of slide jobs.
0: Well, Brad, it's been an honor and a pleasure for you to come on tonight. I really hope you can come on again and we could talk more dirt racing because uh, it was just what you had to share tonight was absolutely
1: amazing. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you don't, maybe we'll get a little closer to, to July. You get back together and uh, and uh, talk a little more racing and talk talk about our race coming up.
3: That'd
0: be great, Brad, and, you know, and Rowdy and I, like I said, we're so thankful for you to come on tonight, and, uh, you know, without Rowdy, you know, none of this is possible. Thanks, Brad.
2: We truly appreciate it, man. Good luck.
1: Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Brad. You bet.
2: All right, Kyle. Great job, man. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, some really good stuff tonight from uh, from Brad Doty. And uh, just, just, you know, to have, you know, a big personality like him come on and, you know, what he's done for dirt track racing, I mean, you know, it's bar none. Uh, it's just, you know, done so much for the sport and, you know, even, even after his driving career. And, you know, for him to come on tonight, just what an honor just to have, you know, someone that caliber to come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, Kyle, man. Thanks a lot for that. I appreciate it. Thanks for. Brad coming, taking some time out and explaining a few things to us. So, Kyle, uh, you got, you're got you getting ready to go watch? Is it the – do you got the features or the main event coming up? The eights or well, the main well, event? Randy, there,
0: there was a rainbow here just about ten minutes ago. Uh, it was a, a few drops, unfortunately, but it looks like the weather has cleared out and we're ready to go race now.
2: Well Kyle, you got us uh you got a little thing from uh from the truck race that, at Martinsville. Don't you don't we have the post race show?
0: Yeah, Rowdy, I know we still have some more to talk about tonight, but um I know uh, you know, we'll uh we'll let that play, I guess, right?
2: Well we can, Kyle. Or you can go ahead and talk about that we'll let that play out and you can get back to racing.
0: Okay, you'll
2: have to hit that button, cop. The way you think, the big one and It's all just bigger <laughs> at Talladega. And with well, got a double that. header on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd through the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Well, Rowdy,
0: we had an Uh, A great interview with our guest tonight, uh, Brad Doty, former Sprint Car Series driver and also a commentator for the World of Outlaws uh, for TNN back in the day and also for the Speed Channel. Uh, He was really good tonight. And, uh, Rowdy, uh, we got a lot going on. Um, I know uh, we were talking earlier uh, about William Byron's truck win. Um, He did not take home one but two grandfather clocks at Martinsville. And we also have the Bristol Dirt Race coming up as well.
2: Kyle, that says a lot about uh, William. Uh, you yeah. know, to, to grab that, that shows how valuable that truck time is. You spent some time on in the truck series before you race on Sunday. You can gain a lot of uh, wheel knowledge. And, Kyle, that's kind of what's going to go on this weekend. Got a lot of guys that drive in cups going to be uh, trying to race on dirt come uh, this weekend.
0: I think the man that stands out the most for us, Rowdy, is uh, Josh Williams, uh, going to be making his Cup debut for B.J. McClellan Motorsports uh, in the 78 car. Uh, we also have Justin Allgaier coming back to run the the Cup car for Spire Motorsports with brand sponsorship. So, you know, we don't have a lot of dirt ringers like we did last year, but still um, the dirt experience is out there. I mean, Martin Truex Jr. led the most laps in the race last year until his tire went down, and, Uh, Joey Logano won the Bristol Dirt Race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was second. And, uh, you know, we had some guys up front. Daniel Suarez led a chunk of the laps. And uh, it was made for a real interesting race, you know. There's a lot of different things going on. Now, the race is at night. It's not during the day. So I think, I don't know if visibility is going to be a problem or not. Um, NASCAR learned that they have to keep up with the track. Um, to prep it um, as it goes uh, after each stage because the track does change throughout the night. So um, it's definitely good to see uh, that they're making some changes. I don't know if we'll have single or double file restarts yet. Um, you know, I, I have been to Bristol there in the night for the World of Outlaws last year, and, um, you know, it was it was cool to see the the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series under the lights at Bristol and uh, turning the laps that they did um, – you know, break, uh, breaking the old track records there, and then um, you know uh, Sunday got rain postponed, but still um, they ran in, over in excess of 142 miles an hour in a sprint car. So, a um, lot going on for Bristol the next few weeks. You know, with an NASCAR race this weekend, and then the uh, the World of Outlaws sprint cars and late models coming there at the end of the month.
2: Kyle, I would say that's the only way they could justify that. You know, they, they raced last week, and then they'll race this coming week. They've got pretty much a month solid of uh, activities on that track. So,
3: and it takes a lot of work
2: to get there. But I guess if you store the clay, it's it's all about labor, a labor of love.
0: Yeah, I think NASCAR learned a lot last year of what to do and what not to do in that race at Bristol. Um, You know, it was really weird with the weather last year. Um, We didn't even get to see heat races last year, unfortunately, because Mother Nature just didn't cooperate. But um, it was a Monday race last year, and then they ran the truck race on uh, Sunday. So uh, a lot of things. And uh, I know we're going to see a few cup drivers in that truck race on Saturday, Uh, Harrison Burton and Joey Logano both running for uh, David Gillen Racing. Logano running a number 54 Planet Fitness truck. I think that's the first time he's actually run uh, a a machine with the sponsorship from Planet Fitness. And uh, Jessica Friesen comes back in a second Helmar Friesen racing truck. So um, it's good to see. uh, Hopefully she'll get a chance. And I I think, Rowdy, the biggest name for me when I look at the entry list is uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, 20 years old, uh, just turned 20 on December 2nd and uh going to be 21 this year and he's running the number 51 truck for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He's coming off a win in the 410 sprints at Lincoln Speedway, uh his first win in a sprint car in Central Pennsylvania. So, um a lot of momentum for him going into that race and uh, I think, you know, I'm interested to see how he does in, in a in a bigger a bigger uh machine than he than he's normally used to. So, uh there's a lot, uh, 38 trucks going for 36 spots, and uh, you know we're going to send two trucks home. So um, a lot going on. I know Parker Kligerman is going to be in the race for Henderson Motorsports. Uh, he'll be back in the 75 truck. And uh, I know, uh, we, like I said, we had a few cup guys. We also have Austin Dillon running for Young's Motorsports on the 20. So uh, a lot of, lot of uh, different things going on. Uh, you know, this is kind of a kind of a wild card. Martin Truex Jr. won it last year, dominated the race, got his first truck series win for Kyle Busch Motorsports. So um, that's something Martin Truex Jr. got to add last year, was winning in all three series. And, uh, you know, we'll see if, if, uh, well, actually Joey Logano has won in the truck series before uh, Martinsville in 2015. So uh, it's been a while since we've seen Joey in a truck. And uh, it's uh, interesting to see some of these cup drivers run this race, you know, for more track time. Uh, More practice time. Uh, I think it really did help last year, especially when it it came to Martin Truex Jr. It really helped him out in the cup race. He led the most laps, so I didn't win. But um, there's just a lot rowdy, you know, a lot that they learned last year. And um, I know uh, there's also a truck series championship on the line, so, you know, we can't forget about that as well.
2: uh, uh, Well, Are they going to make – Track time with the trucks and the Xfinity, more useful, Kyle, and so they'll have more track time. You know, it's all about speed time, and that, that's uh, of course they can the go so many races in the series. Is that correct, Kyle?
0: We saw a lot of uh, cup drivers run the truck race last year at uh, Bristol, uh, Chase Briscoe. Kevin Harvick, we had a few of the the Stuart Haas drivers they ran that race, and uh, Martin Truex Jr. As it was mentioned, uh, yeah, um, it's it's good, you know, that they're trying to get more track time. And I know Kyle Busch, you know, can't only run five truck races, but still, um, you know, he likes to tr- he likes to test his equipment out, see how fast it is, and he's had a lot of really good runs. Uh, I mean, Chandler Smith won at Las Vegas earlier this year. Um, I know Kyle was in the running for the win at Coda up until the three-wide move by Alex Bowman in the truck race. So, uh, you know, these Cup guys have been trying to get some extra track time. We saw a lot of that at Coda, uh, especially with, like I said, with Bubba Wallace, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, trying to get a little bit more track time, you know, at a newer facility. So, um, yeah, we, we, we don't see it as much anymore, you know, the, the Cup drivers invading like we did in the past. Um it's just, it's, you know, with, with all the limitations now, and now that we had the playoffs and everything, and the could and the in-truck series, you know, there's, it, it, it doesn't really give them as much of a chance to run as they normally would, so, um, it's really, it's interesting to see now that the rules have changed, and we have stages, and, you know, a lot has changed in, like, the last 10, 15 years, so, um, I think that's a really good point, Rowdy, that you bring up, you know, trying to get that extra track time, and, uh, You know, for guys like Harrison Burton and Joey Logano, um, I know that race is going to be really crucial, especially when, uh, you know, we get to Sunday's race.
2: Well, Kyle, I just know that we've seen how the race has kind of improved and the drivers are feeling a little bit more confident about what they're doing with what little bit of practice they're getting at qualifying. So uh, I just see more of them moving down and, and using that series to, improve on their race on the following cup race. But, uh, Kyle, you want to go ahead and play what we got of why, uh, Byron and Post Race Show?
3: All right. We've now been officially joined by our race winner, William Byron. Congratulations, William. Thank you thank you again for joining us we will um, open it up for questions if you have a question for William go ahead and raise your hand we'll get a microphone to you we'll get to as many questions as we can and we'll start in the back with Davey
0: Davey Siegel with front stretch William it was 1,966 days since you last won a truck race did it feel that long
3: well Yeah, lot's changed for sure. Um, Yeah, you know, I've gone through so many different series and different cars since I've been in the truck series. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, lot's changed in the truck series, too. You know, a lot of new faces and um, more aggressive racing, I'd say, in in some ways on, on the restarts and stuff like that. So the engines have changed. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I don't, I didn't feel comfortable at all in the truck the first, you know, 20 laps of the race and just trying to, trying to feel it out feel you know feel where the shift marks shift points were i was way off on that you know it's you know really not used to the engine so just getting used to all that but it's been uh it's been a fun ride you know since i've been in the truck series and it's good to come back and you know learn some things for uh for saturday but also just have fun you know i just enjoy racing and mr h has given us a great platform to go race and uh, putting deals together for so it's it's really cool
0: Rudy was on the pit box with uh, Bono did he help you feel a little bit more comfortable tonight having that familiar voice in your ear
3: yeah I you know I know Rudy like the back of my hand I feel like we know each other so well so um, yeah it helped a little bit just having him you know give some dialogue and he knows he knows the words I use but Bono is awesome too and um, you know Bono is really the one that was working on this truck uh, in the shop you know it's at his house so um, you know it's cool to see how much craftsmanship he puts into it um the attention to detail was i could tell when i went i first went to the shop on tuesday and i could tell how detailed he was and you know hes he's got a nice shop there uh by his house so yeah it's um it's cool to get a win and um hopefully we can do it again all right we'll continue with questions we'll come up for it to bob apocris fox sports after last week are you like please don't leave me out on older tires with people chasing me on fresher tires yeah i mean uh it's a little different here in martinsville this place has a lot of a lot of grip you know for for what it is how small the track is so the concrete you know was really fresh tonight and had a, had a lot of grip um so i think the the track's gonna have a lot of grip throughout the weekend i mean richmond it's nothing like richmond richmond's so low on grip and um yeah, we, you know, it sucks that we didn't win that, that one last week, but just the mojo and the momentum we have on our team, I think, is, is clicking, and uh, we just got to keep this up. You know, we're we're in a, the early part of the season, but uh, it's good to see the strength from, from everybody working hard. And any sense of pride or anything to give that organization their first truck win? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's um, You know, I've got a lot of – not a lot, but a couple familiar faces, um, three familiar faces, I'd say, you know Joe Krusheck, who works back in the shop, does does some of the finish fab. Um, you know, Bono, I, I worked alongside him at KBM, um, so I knew his tendencies kind of from from the year I was at KBM. He was there with the 51, and then with Mike Grechie. You know he's the competition director when I was in K&N. So uh, three really quality people, and I think that you know it's all about people in the sport, and I feel like them working together, I could tell the brain power was pretty high. right we'll continue with questions we'll go here
1: Uh, Aaron Bearden Motorsports speed. congrats on the win Uh, first off started toward the back today because
3: qualifying was rained out you were talking about being patient what was it like having to work your way through the field early on yeah um, so like the first five laps I was all right Um, racing there with Haley and racing with Johnny and they they were all racing pretty good and a couple of the other guys were you know, struggling on the bottom. There were a couple, couple issues here and there. So I was fine like the first ten laps, and then we had that long caution. I, I started to panic. I'm like, man, I'm way far back, and the, you know, if we're going to run this many cautions, like, how am I going to get to the front? So it was a little nerve wracking. Then we, I think, we got to twentieth, and then pitted, uh, kind of got off cycle with some of the lead, the leaders, uh, which made it easier for us. I think we restarted like twelfth and drove to sixth or seventh, and just kind of marched our way through through that and then you know, obviously our goal is to go for the win so we didn't we didn't have to worry about stage points and just focus on you know putting ourselves on the same strategy as Kyle, same strategy as Sauter and um you know, those guys I thought were pretty good, but we we're able to make some good adjustments.
1: And then start this race, you are in some late model races. I think I saw today you're gonna run Larson's late model dirt late model challenge race. Is there kind yeah. of a method of the madness here? Just trying to get more track time, what is it?
3: Yeah, I'm just having fun. I, I don't think I realized uh, how little I was racing, you know, I was obviously racing on Sundays, but Sundays is a lot of pressure and, uh, it's nice to, nice to just kind of go back and it's all about the people though. Like if I wasn't around great people, I don't know if I'd have as much fun. So I think being around Bono and, uh, and then on the late model side with Bond and, um, you know, people that I've known in the past, and I respect what they do and they're, and the way that they work. So I think it makes it fun to kind of work with those people. And then, you know, on the dirt late model side of things, you know, I know some people over there, so it's going to be fun to work with, um, you know, Mike and those guys over at Warrior Chassis and kind of – I don't know what I'm doing over there, but hopefully I can – you know, the tests that I did seem pretty good, so just got to, you know, see what happens. All right, we're going to take another question downstairs. Then we'll go back – we'll go upstairs. Go ahead said
0: that you're kicking tires.net uh congrats on the win William you won in a truck that looks
3: a lot like Ricky Hendricks truck here at Martinsville does that add a little meaning to your win yeah I mean it's definitely special you know I think um you I think Mr. H is this is a special place to him and during the rain delay I was actually watching that that um you know tribute show that they had with uh you know Jeff and Jimmy and everybody Hendrick talking about you know what this place means to them so I think anytime you can win here is really special and you know hopefully we can win again on you know Saturday one of our cars and uh, keep that Martinsville kind of trend going because it definitely is a special place it's special place to them really special place to me I I came to my first ever NASCAR race here um, so I kind of feel like I have a rhythm for the place just watching and it's cool to get my first win here all right we're gonna go go upstairs for a question Yeah, Christian, I catch fence, uh, William. Congratulations on the win. Um, the race really struggled to get a rhythm throughout the whole 200 laps. Were you worried that if we got a late race caution, that all whole like, no holds bar would be on the restart? Or were you convinced that you had a fast enough truck that you didn't worry about whether or not you got a restart within those final 35 laps? Yeah, no, I was really nervous yeah, no, about a really nervous about, about a restart. I felt like restart, if I could. I the tires under the car as that long run progressed it was a lot longer than i thought i we got 20 laps into it i'm like man all right i guess we're getting kind of a, a rhythm here and and that was nice for for me to kind of learn the truck and learn what i needed um yeah and then um yeah the restarts i just was worried about not leaving the bottom open you know i, I struggled getting through the gears all night i felt like compared to the guys i was around i'm not used to these transmissions and uh not used to the the gear you know the uh, rev limiter and all those things so I felt like if I could just get through one I was okay um, you know but my restarts were kind of choppy all night so um, yeah I, I thought I was a little vulnerable if, if somebody got a good restart
2: all right we're going to come back downstairs to Bob
3: yeah, Bob Pocker's Fox Sports uh, have you been debriefed at all on the test at Bristol that Stuart Friesen did yesterday and do you have any kind of thoughts on if nascar should make any additional changes to the cars yeah i kind of leave it up to the dirt experts i mean i think it looks like track looked really good the way it was i hope we can run it with it that you know wet and tacky because i feel like that's gonna put on a really good race the car looked fast i mean it looked a lot faster than last year um you know bristol so yeah really just kind of watching the video that that we all watched and then um you know kind of see what the some of the dirt guys say about the the windshields and all that but yeah I mean it it you know I just think we're gonna put on the best race if we can keep the track with some you know moisture as as little as I know about dirt. I at least know that from eye racing and kinda you know racing on there. I feel like moisture kind of gives you some options, so that would be nice.